another broadcast over at Crosshire. And we'd like to thank you for taking the time to listen. If you'd like to turn your Bibles, turn to Ephesians chapter number 5, verse number 17. We're talking about the will of God for your life. This should be an important thing uh, to each and every one of you that profess the name of Christ. What is the will of God for my life? Dear Father, save the lost, edify the saved. Thank you for all things. In Jesus' precious holy name, amen. Ephesians chapter number 5, verse number 17. Wherefore, be ye not unwise, but understand it what the will of the Lord is. Chapter 6, verse 6. Not with eye service as men pleasers, but as the servants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart. Now, I think you would admit that these things are the will of God for your life. Verse number 6 again. Not with eye service as mean men pleasers but as the servants of Christ. Now, we could back up and again and look at verse number five again. And we we'll see, servants be obedient to them that you are your masters, according to the flesh, with fear and trembling, in singleness of your heart, as unto Christ. Then we see a semicolon. And now this verse number six goes further into detail. As I told you yesterday, when the boss man says, do this, and it's right, and it's honorable, uh, is within the law, and within your conscience, and within the word of God, then you take that as a command, not from the boss man, but you take it as a command from Christ himself. And it says, not with eye service, as men pleasers, but as the servants of Christ. Now, you've seen people that uh, when the boss man's there or when the preacher's there or when their husband or their wife's there or when mom or daddy's there, everything is just wonderful. They are so sweet. They are so kind. Butter would not melt in their mouth. Uh, they are the most caring, the most wonderful individual that you've ever met. In simple words, they're an out-and-out -out hypocrite. Uh, they'll do anything they can to look good in somebody's eyes. As long as somebody's eyes are watching them. But just as quick as that person turns their back and gets out of ear range, hearing range, uh, the story is different. That blankety blank blank, I'm not doing this, he ain't going, you know, you've heard it over and over again. Everything's fine until that individual they're trying to please is out of sight. Now you know the old story about the preacher coming to the house. Uh, they put up all the beer bottles, they put up the liquor bottles, they hid all the dirty books. They put the Bible out on the table and dusted it off. Uh, they made all the kids behave themselves. No fighting, no cussing, no carrying on. Uh, they did all that, all the dirty movies and everything else they put up, you know, until the preacher got there. And then the preacher left, and they drug all the stuff back out again. Now, that's doing eye service. 
And I don't care where you're at or what you're doing. If that's what you're doing and you profess the name of Christ, you're just an out-and-out hypocrite. You pretend to be something that you're not. Now, people can be a hypocrite in many different ways. They can profess to be this and profess to be that, and in reality, they're not that. But our uh, service is a terrible thing. Now, you know, if you, if you see how they make movies, for example, and all these special effects that they have now, and these buildings that they blow up, and the houses, and, and so on, and the things that come from the air, and, and things that have been on the land uh, in years past, uh, they're all make-believe. They're all eye-service. And take, for example, if they are going to uh, take a building down, a big real building, it'll be something that's already set for demolition usually. And they'll blow it up. But it's all for eye service. It's something for the eyes to see. Now, I, I'd hate to be that way. I really would. I, I'd like for you to, if you know me, I'd like, for, I'd like to be the same way as I am on the radio I, the same way that as I stand in the pulpit, the same way I'm in my office at work, the same way I'm at home, I'd like for you to know that I serve Christ and that I'm not doing this at this point for eye service and I'm being something altogether different here. I hope that by the grace of God, I'm the same individual at point A as I am at point B. Now, different places, you know, you do things differently. I'm sure you feel much more relaxed at home or it should be that way. Now, sometimes it's not. Sometimes there's problems in the home and you just can't be relaxed there. I think if you enjoy your work, then... I think that there should be enjoyment there. I think there should be uh, pleasure there. I think there should be good times there. I think in the house of God, you should be reverent and respectful. But I think also at certain times and certain places uh, with the things of God, there can be enjoyment and pleasure in a good time. I think all these things can be in their proper places. I think there can be jesting that is not foolish jesting or jesting past the point. All these things can be accomplished. But to be doing something just for eye service, that's not the will of God. That's not God's will. God's will is for you to, to do your job and to do it as unto Christ. But as the servants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart. Now, the will of God should not just be on the surface, but the will of God should come from within you and be a bubbling spring that brings forth uh, glory unto God every moment that you live. Now, if you're doing all these things on the surface, it won't be long before the shell of the egg cracks. 
and the real you is seen on the inside. But if you're really trying to do the will of God in all these things, whether it be home, church, or work, or wherever, if you're really trying to do the will of God, and if you're trying to do these things unto Christ, God will fight the battle, and you'll have the victory in doing the will of God. Ephesians 5, verse 17. Wherefore be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. Ephesians 6, verse number 6. Not with eye service as men pleasers, but as the servants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart. Now, we're talking about the will of God for your life. Maybe not the mysterious, but that which is pinned down in black and white. Now, I want you to look at this uh, last part here, uh, verse number six. But as the servants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart. Now, it's one thing to do something on, in the flesh. It's one thing to do something uh, on the outside as I service, as men pleasers, but it's altogether something else uh, to do it from the heart. Do you really want to do the will of God? You say, yes. Well, do you? If you really want to, you can. But if you don't want to, you're not going to succeed. You're going to fall short of the mark. You're going to be a failure. But if you really want to now, you can. Verse number seven. With good will doing service as to the Lord and not to men. Knowing that whatsoever good thing any man doeth, the same shall he receive of the Lord, uh, whether he be bond or free. Now, what you're doing in your life, do it as unto Christ and not to men. Now, it's hard to please men. It really is. And sometimes it's hard to please women. It really is. But might I say that if you do what you do from the heart and you do the best you can, you can. You see, God knows that you're doing it from the heart and you're doing the best you can. And he'll accept that is completely perfect as far as God is concerned because he's taking care of all the rest. So everything that you do, uh, when you go to your job and you accomplish that task every day that they pay you to do, you didn't do it for them. Uh, you didn't do it for the, the business. You did it for Christ. 
When you come home and you do the things that's necessary as a father and a husband, maybe wife doesn't seem to appreciate, maybe children doesn't seem to appreciate, and vice versa. Wife, maybe you think your husband doesn't appreciate it, and maybe you think your children don't appreciate it. Well, the key if you're a Christian is that you did it as unto Christ. And that way it doesn't hurt so bad when husband or wife don't seem to appreciate it. And whenever children don't seem to appreciate what was done, it doesn't hurt so bad. Because you did it unto Christ. You go to your job and you do your job and maybe your employer, so what? You know, you did what you were paid for. But if you did it under Christ, then that's altogether different. Then it's complete and it's full and God is completely happy. Do the best you can, the best you know how, and do it as unto the Lord in the will of God. And you know it'll, it'll amaze you how much satisfaction that you can have in the things that you do in life then. Mother, you've washed many of a load of clothes. You've ironed up many of a garment. You've fixed up many of a meal. And it seems like no one's appreciated it. Well, let me tell you something. Maybe those youngins didn't. Maybe that husband of yours didn't. And then maybe they did also. But if you did it unto Christ, God has a record of every garment that you ever ironed. And God has a record of every load of clothes you ever washed. And on the job, uh, maybe they don't seem to appreciate what you do. But might I say, if you did it from the heart, and if you did it to God's glory, and God's will, and God's purpose, as unto Christ, then God has a record of every single solitary accomplishment that you've ever made on your job. And what does it say after that? Knowing that uh, whatsoever good thing any man doeth, the same shall be received of the Lord, uh, whether he be bond or free. Now, if you've done these things to the will of God and to the purpose of God and the glory of God, as unto Christ instead of as unto men, then God knows it. It doesn't make any difference if you're a slave or a servant, if you're a free Roman citizen, if you're a person that's in jail, if you're a person that's, that's a husband or a person that's a wife or whether you're a child or whatever. Because you did all these things unto Christ in the name of Christ and not for men's sake, then there will be a reward for those things. Now, there is a possibility of having a full reward. And I don't know what a full reward is, but a full reward is, is in connection with what you had the opportunity to do. Uh, you take a man that's preached around the world. Well, all he's going to get is a full reward if he did everything God gave him opportunity to and if you're a housewife and you've raised children, you've done everything God gave you the opportunity to do, 
then you're going to get a full reward also. And his is not going to be a bit better than your full reward. Tell you the truth, yours might be better than his. Because he might not have done everything God wanted him to do. But we can see that uh, if you'll do these things unto Christ, God keeps a record. God keeps a perfect diary, a perfect record on each and every one of us. All the things that we've done in the name of Jesus, all the things we've done unto him, all the things that we've done from our heart, and God knew the desire. In our eyes, sometimes it didn't seem to turn out the way we planned. But God knew why you did what you did. And that's all that matters. God knows you. And God believes in you. And God trusts you. Can you not trust him to let him do the will of God into your life? These are some true and tried and tested things that really are the will of God for your life. Visions 5, verse number 17. Wherefore be ye not unwise, but understanding that the will of the Lord is. Ephesians 6, verse 6. Not with eye service as men pleasers, but all the servants of the Christ doing the will of God from the heart. We are talking about the will of God for your life. Verse number five, 9, Ephesians 6. And your masters do the same things unto them, forbearing, threatening, knowing that your master also is in heaven. Neither is there respect of persons with him. Now we talked about the responsibilities as far as the will of God uh, for the servant or for the employee. Now we're talking vice versa. We're talking about the responsibilities of the employer or the supervisor, foreman, or whoever's in charge. We're talking about their responsibilities now. For you see, God is not a respecter of person. Now God is a respecter of position. Now you take the individual God chooses uh, to be a preacher, to be an evangelist, a pastor, a missionary, a teacher, then God respects that position. And we should respect that position. Uh, an individual that's an employee, uh, we should respect them. But God respects the position that is held of the employer also. This person is in charge. This person has the responsibility. And therefore, we should respect that individual. But that individual that is in charge should respect the individuals that he is in charge of. And your masters do the same things unto them. Simple words. Uh, as you give them jobs to do. You should give them jobs as unto Christ. As you uh, decide what their wages should be as prior, per hour or what their hours should be to work, you should do that as unto Christ. The same goes on the opposite side of the fence. You as an individual, you do all things as unto Christ. 
whether you're employee or employer. Forbearing threatenings. Now, you shouldn't have to threaten individuals. Uh, if an individual is not doing their job, you should take them aside. You should say, uh, this is the problem. You're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. This needs to be corrected. And then, of course, in this damn time, we know that we've been trained that we have to keep records, we have to keep documentation of everything we say and everything that we do. And so on, if the problem is not corrected, then they have to be talked with, they have to be disciplined, they may have to be let go from their job even. But even when we do things like this, <clears throat> we should do these things as unto Christ, knowing that your master also is in heaven. Now, if you're a good employer, then I'm sure that God's going to be a good employer. These things need to be taken into consideration as unto Christ. Neither is there respect of persons with him, speaking about God. Uh, God loves you and God loves me. Uh, God has an amount of respect for you and he has respect for me. But the situation is not here dealing with individuals. But as far as being the one in charge, it has to do with the person of respect of a position. And God has always been respecter of positions, but not respecter of positions, of, of persons, excuse me. A respecter of positions, but not a respecter of poor persons. Verse number 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Now, they were still dealing with the will of God for your my life and my life. And saying, after you've accomplished all these things, that are the will of God uh, for your life and my life as Christians, whatever our position in life may be, then he's saying, finally, I want you to add this to it. My brother, be strong in the Lord. Now, it's good to have a good physical body and to be strong in your physical body. There's nothing wrong with having a healthy body. And there's nothing wrong with being strong in your mind, having a healthy, educated mind. There's nothing wrong with that any way, shape, or form. But the ideal situation is to be strong in the Lord. And to let, let your strength be in the Lord, to take that strong body and that strong mind, let it be taken over by the Lord and the will of God to be performed in your life and in the power of his might. The Lord is the strong one. The Lord is the one that created all things. The Lord has the capability of doing anything that he wants to do. You stand in this and you depend upon this and you will be in the will of God for your life. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Now, 
to put on the whole armor of God. And we'll read these verses. But remember that this deals with one exclusive thing that is part of the will of God for your life. And that is the Word of God. I cannot stress too much the importance of the will of God. I cannot stress too much the the position that God has for you to hold in life. I cannot stress too much that you come to a saving knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ by his death and his burial and his resurrection. And neither can I stress too much the importance of the Word of God in your life. If you want to know what God wants you to do, then you're going to have to put on the whole armor of God. And you cannot put on the whole armor of God apart from the Word of God. If you study each and every part of the garment or clothing or utensils that God gives here, you'll find that they are all in connection with the Word of God. For to know the Word of God truly is the will of God for your life. Dear Heavenly Father, save the lost, edify the saved. In Jesus' precious holy name, amen.